All right, guys, back here with another one, Podcast 146. Today, we will be talking about self-concept. A lot of things can change and a lot of things will change when you guys start to work on your self-concept. Very, very funny thing how that works. But um, we'll get it right into it. We're going to play Just Wanna Rock. You know, it's so funny. I said I wouldn't listen to Lil Uzi no more, and I really don't. Um, especially after he was like on that concert. He was like, you guys are going to hell for listening to me. But this song is fire. I ain't really saying too much. But yeah, other than this song, the song is kind of fire. I really don't. And Go Your Bag. That was it. But that was before he said that bullshit on stage. But we're going to listen to this one song. And uh, then we're going to get right into the podcast. That's my heart. That's my heart. This ain't you. Project, project, this ain't you. This ain't you. crazy i promise you i really don't listen to him like that but that one song is fire um i'm very suspicious of that man especially after he told everybody they were going to hell for uh <laughs> for listening to his music uh but anyway let's get into this podcast today we're going to be talking about self-concept you know so oh, the smell of these onions smells so bad it's bothering me i'm gonna throw these ones out um but no self-concept is, is a is quite an amazing thing because once you start to understand what self-concept means and how you treat yourself, then you truly understand that the world is you pushed out. And it's such a crazy thing. Literally, the better you start to treat yourself, the more self-love you show, the world will treat you that way, right? And even, 
even if you say like, well, being arrogant isn't ne is never cool. But even when like people think you're arrogant, they're not going to be quick to disrespect you, right? Like for these people that are celebrities, like you know, how many people just walk up to Kanye and just disrespect him? No, because he they know what he thinks about himself. Well, Kanye is probably not the best topic right now because this man has been saying crazy things. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. If it was like how oh, you should forgive Hitler, I don't know. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. I'm not trying to get banned. But no, self-concept. The better you treat yourself, people will treat you. The, the world is, your world is literally you pushed out. Um Recently, uh, I forgot what it was, somebody had won the Nobel Prize in, in quantum physics. And, and basically, quantum physics basically explains this, right? And, and with the whole law of attraction thing, your thoughts create your reality. And it's so, so crazy how, how you think of yourself is what people will think of you. And people don't understand this, but a lot of the times, you know, these psychologists say that your average person has about 70,000 thoughts in a day, right? And a lot of the times, and what I find working with people personally, a lot of people doubt themselves. A lot of people tell themselves a lot of, a lot of negativity throughout the day. For example, if you're driving and you're thinking about your girlfriend, right? And you're like, oh my God, you know, she keeps... Uh, I bet I bet when she's texting and laughing on her phone, she's texting another guy or I bet, you know, she's probably at home. Um, she's probably not even at home. She's probably out with her friends. She's probably doing something negative. But those exact negative thoughts, you are creating your reality, not in that exact moment. That one thought is going to change it. But if you persist in this in this train of thought, it literally happens. Like sometimes when guys take coaching, personal one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I'm telling them, I'm like, what are you thinking about her when you're alone? What are the thoughts? Even when you're trying to get an ex back or if you're just trying to fix your relationship, it starts with you. And the the person who understands this the better, the, the best, usually runs the relationship because it's like, all right, self-concept. So a lot of times you may be arguing with someone in your head, right? And you're arguing with them in your head so then when you see them, you're literally creating this. You're creating this. And then sometimes you might have a bad energy towards that person because you've been thinking negatively about them in, in their brain, in your brain. You've been having like bad thoughts, negative thoughts about them. So then when you see them, now you're giving off this weird energy because all day you've been thinking negative about them. And that's not even what's going on. Girls do this all the time. You ever see your girl, she's mad at you because, oh, she saw that some girl commented your picture or she saw that, uh, you know, or she had a bad dream, right? So now she has all these negative thoughts about you and she's been arguing with you in her head and like, I can't wait to speak to you. And she's creating all this animosity and all this uh, and all these problems between you guys. And it's not even real. It doesn't even exist. What she's mad about is even even a thing. So she's creating a lot of people do this. You're creating scenarios in your head about shit that doesn't even exist. Now you're sitting here having animosity with this person. And when they come to see you, they're probably all love. They're probably all fun. And um, next thing you know, what happens? Now you now you're having issues with this person. Now you're having issues with this person. And when I talk about self-concept. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Self-concept. How you conceptualize yourself, the world will treat you as such. 
right? The world dream. And this is literally how when I when I this is literally when I got to uh 10k a month making like ten thousand dollars a month, I thought that was a lot. It's not a fucking lot of money. I have clients who make four hundred thousand dollars a month. I have clients who make two hundred fifty k a month, right? And I thought that maybe when I raised my prices, like if I say you want to do coaching for a year, that's about uh 50 grand, right? And I thought like, damn, nobody's going to pay for that. But no, what happens is you start to attract different people. I'm confident in what I'm, I'm confident in what I'm doing. I get results. Fucking near me, change lives. I've saved marriages. Me. Yeah. So I'm confident in what I'm saying, but it's a self-concept because like, say if I was like, all right, well, how much are you charging for your product you're selling? And you'd be like, oh, a hundred. Okay. Well, charge 300. They'd be like, oh, no, that's too much because you don't feel like you're worth it. You don't feel like your product is worth it. You don't feel like you're worth it. It's not that it's too much. You don't have that self-concept. And it's the same thing when it comes to people. If you feel more confident in yourself, not only do you start to say it, you start to act it, you start to dress it because I'm a fly motherfucker. I don't care what nobody say. I teach my, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in Sacramento right now, and so the fee is usually $10,000 for me to come out and do um, coaching, in-person coaching for a week. Gave him a discount. He paid me five grand, right? I'm not doing that again, whatever. So came out, but I'm teaching this person how to dress. I'm telling them to do all these things, but the point, the point is it's your self-value. It's your self-concept. It's how you... It's how you treat yourself, how you believe about yourself, you know? And it it shows. It's it's like all-encompassing, right? If I walk up to somebody and I see they're not dressed, they're not dressed like, you don't have to be dressed super nice, but like if you look dingy, you look dirty. For example, if you see a bum, obviously he's on the street, he looks dingy, he looks dirty, has worn, torn clothes, he hasn't looks like he hasn't bathed in a while, you can see that this person doesn't necessarily value themselves, even for them to, to let them get to that that place. And they don't probably don't even have the circumstances for it. Now let's go a little step higher. You see somebody who's not dressed that well. They don't they're not necessarily a bum. They're not necessarily a hobo, but they have a, a, a button-up shirt, but like the collar's all flipped up and not folded right. The shirt is wrinkled. Uh they might smell a little bit, uh, you know. Uh, they might be walking somewhere. They're not necessarily poor because you know that person isn't poor, but you can see their self-concept, their teeth. Like when I see people with really, really bad yellow teeth, when I see really, really bad people with yellow teeth, I'm like, oh, do you brush your teeth? Like it's a standard thing, right? It's a standard thing. And it comes down to self-concept. That's why when a lot of the, a lot of you guys don't understand this, but when like, I see a lot of people say, oh, just work on yourself, focus on yourself. It's true, though. You should. But they don't understand. They don't understand why. They don't understand why you have to focus on yourself. Because when you work on your self-concept, when you work on yourself, you start to increase yourself. And then the world will start to treat you that way. So when if you, if you after a breakup and you say, oh, they tell you to work on yourself, focus on yourself, you should. Because now when you're focusing on the other person, you're putting out all this needy energy. And people can feel that shit. People can feel it. People really can feel it. Like, you know, like you ever text somebody, like you ever thinking about texting somebody and you're thinking about them and then they text you. That same way you're thinking about that person, when you have a breakup and you're thinking about the person you want to be with, they can feel that shit. 
it's very, very true and real. You can get them back like that also, but that takes some help. That takes persistence. That also takes some coaching and some great advice, but that's neither here or there. The point here is your self-concept. The world is you pushed out. And if you understood where that derived from, how literally you create your reality, like, and you know, the double split experiment explains this very well, where, you know, they had these scientists and they shot particles into two splits, right? And basically, long story short, when they observed the particles, it behaved in a different way. And when they didn't, it behaved in a certain way. It literally changed every time it was being observed. And what that translates into is that your observable reality is based on you, meaning that you are literally creating your reality. And, and, and you wouldn't necessarily say this is the law of attraction because the law of attraction is a very vague, uh, you know, like category to put it in, right? It's more things of self-concept, uh, law of assumption, um, you know, uh, law of inverse reality. But it's the persistence, it's the consistency, and it's the techniques and the coaching that you need to stay consistent in this kind of stuff, right? And, but my point is, it's very basic. It's very fundamental in nature. But these very things, and once you understand your uh, self-concept, your life will literally change. People will treat you differently. People uh, will act towards you differently. The world will approach you differently. Literally, your self-concept is like almost like bread and butter, right? And there's a lot of different things that go into it also. Like, you know, um, standards play into that also, right? Like, say, for example, maybe we go back to talking about brushing your teeth, right? Like, my teeth aren't like super, super white, but they're nowhere near yellow at all, right? But there's some people who have yellow teeth. And I'm like, do you brush your teeth? I don't ask people that because it's rude. But sometimes I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, how are your fucking teeth gooky and yellow? Do you brush your do you do you like skip some days? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you use toothpaste when you brush? Because I feel like my routine now for brushing my teeth is really good, but it's a standard thing. Because in my head, I want my I want my teeth to look very, very good. I want to have a presentable smile, right? So that self-concept also plays into standards. What is your standard, right? Like if I say, um, like if I say, like, I want a six-pack, like, right? I got a six-pack. But for me, that's standard. That's not like something that is, oh, I got to get in shape just to get that and I have to work. No, that's a fucking standard for me. That's always going to be there until they put me in a grave, for some people, they're they're out of shape, they're fat. Some people are not fat. Some people just don't have any packs, right? And for them, they're like, well, damn, I got to get in shape because you didn't make that a standard. You have to make it not an option. In, in these, in these, in in this, in all the different facets of life, it all comes down to standards of that, right? It's like, how much do you have saved? How much money do you have put away? Right. But some people make 200,000, 100,000, 50,000, $5. A lot of people have less money in the bank than they do have more. Right. So 
it comes down to a standard thing. I make sure that I can't have less than $5,000 in my bank, or I make sure that I can't have, you know, me personally, I think if you have less than like $40,000 in your bank, you're doing, you're not doing too good. Life is pretty tough. <laughs> so for some people that may be a lot, but it's a standard thing because you can live day to day off that. But life is getting pretty tough, you know? Because what if I want to go buy a car and the car costs $100,000? I'm not going to spend my whole $40,000 on the fucking car. But then, then that means I have to live below my means. I have to live a standard of life that I don't want to live. So the standards are going to be pretty high for me. So if you have $40,000 in your bank, you may think you're doing good. That's not necessarily all that great. It's subjective. Some people may think a billion dollars is a lot. Nike makes, like, I think I heard that Nike gave uh, LeBron a billion dollars uh, for a lifetime deal or like something like that. But I feel like he kind of sold himself short. If Nike makes like, I don't know, I think they make like a few billion a year. They make like 30 or 40, maybe 50 billion a year, somewhere around that range, right? So I should get a billion dollars a year or, or at least 500 million a year. I would settle for 500 million a year. It's subjective. If these companies are making billions a year and you ask for a billion dollars a year, you're just giving me one of those B's that you get in a year. That's not, that doesn't seem like a lot, but some people that may sound crazy, but it's standards, your self-concept. I feel like I'm worth that. And it also translates into relationships and how you let people treat you, right? Like some girls always say like, oh, you know, you're too, you're like, you're too much. Like, I'm just playing. I'm not being disrespectful. Okay, well, that's a standard thing. Maybe the last guy that you spoke to let you talk to him crazy, make you yell at him. Like that's playing and that's good for you guys. But that's not me. When I speak to you, I speak you with respect and I expect the same thing back. That's a standard thing for me. And then when you set those standards at the very beginning, because of your self-concept, you hold yourself to a certain high regards. So you're not going to just come disrespecting anybody. And, and that's how I operate because that's my self-concept. I'm just going to let any girl just come. Oh, you're, oh, you're a bozo. you saying this. you saying it. No, no, listen, hey, do I talk to you like that? No, but I'm just playing. No, 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 no. I don't talk to you like that. So I would greatly appreciate it if you gave me that same respect. You understand what I'm saying? Because my self-concept says I don't allow disrespect. And you don't have to balk on her. You don't got to check her crazy. I'm like, hey, 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 whoa. She's talking, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, did I call you a B-I-T-C-H? Did I call you any of those? Did I call you outside of your name? No, no, you didn't, but I'm I'm just joking. Okay, well, listen, hey, I understand you're joking, but I would appreciate it if you didn't joke with me like that, right? I believe in reciprocity. If I do, if I have a certain respect for you, you should have the same thing for me. I don't talk to you like that. So if you don't have to talk to me, you don't have to be with me. But if we're going to talk, if we're going to interact with each other, it's going to be a respectful dynamic. And I would greatly appreciate that. And that all that is, that's just setting boundaries. You're setting boundaries with how you want to be treated. And what, is that, what does that come back to? Your self-concept. How you conceptualize yourself. The respect for you have for yourself. Right? And these are basic, basic things. But the, the big problem is a lot of you guys don't even understand how to go about that. You don't even understand that when you let somebody disrespect you in the beginning... 
and then you stay with somebody for years and it progressively gets worse because you tolerate things that you shouldn't tolerate, then you come to a point of no end. And then, it, and then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse, worse and worse and worse and worse. And then next thing you know, um, you know, then you come to me and you're like, hey, KB, I'm being disrespected. Yeah, she cheated on me in the past, but she's not doing that no more. Oh, she, she does this. She's always yelling at me, cursing at me. Well, how long you guys been together? Five years. Listen, I can't fix that. You need to leave her. Because leaving her is the only way she's going to show that you're serious. That's the only way. It's the only way because after so many years, it's become a habit. She's not going to take you serious if you say, hey, respect me. And she's been disrespecting you and cheating on you. You've been taking her back. And honestly, I say if somebody cheats on you, you should never take them back. It's done after that. That's the, that's, that's the unforgivable sin. Simple. But your self-concept, how you conceptualize yourself, the world would treat you that same way. If you have an idea of respect for yourself, you have a certain conceptualized of standards when it comes to money for yourself, the world will reflect that. If you understood how powerful you are and how control you actually are in your reality, you would start doing things differently. Certain things may seem hard now, like maybe if you're a smoker, you're trying to quit smoking, you know, very basic thing you can do is stop surrounding yourself with people who do that. I feel like every girl that I've ever taken serious long-term, I always have an effect on them. One, because I'm a very powerful person. I'm a very strong mindset, very strong-minded. And um, and like, for one, I never drink. I don't drink. I've never been drunk a day in my life. I think I tried alcohol one time, and I just tried it. Like, took a few sips, and I was 16. Never did it ever again. Never. Never, ever, 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 ever. And I'm 30. I just turned 30 in October. Right? Never. Never, ever did it again. So when people see that and they hear that and they, and they know that, uh, you, know, um, you know, I have these standards for myself, they understand that, like, wow, you know, this guy, he's very strong, very strong-minded. And the two dominant of the forces is always going to prevail. Right. So if I have a more dominant personality, it's always going to prevail. So every girl that I usually talk to, they usually stop drinking. If they're smoking, they usually stop smoking. If they if they really like me and take me serious, that's usually how it happens. I usually affect everyone in my life. You know, so that's usually how that happened, guys. But it's your self-concept. And I mean, of course, like with the drinking thing, I'm Muslim, so. That's another reason why. But obviously at 16, I'm, I'm not as religious as I am when I get older. So that's another reason why. But, you know, I always ha always maintain a level of religiosity. I'm not going to say I'm the most religious person. Like I have my ears pierced. I shouldn't have my ears pierced. But, you know, I still talk to girls. So there's a lot of different things. But um, I'm not the most religious. But that, that, that does play a part in why I don't drink. Because, you know, if you drink as a Muslim, your prayers aren't accepted for 40 days and 40 nights. So that's another reason why I don't do that. Because I, I do pray. <laughs> But um, anyway, guys, listen, self-concept is very important. And, and your self-concept is one of the key ingredients to not only getting an ex back, but also changing your life, changing your money, changing how you operate and do things. Um, and I also created this new series. The first three videos are on YouTube. Hit the link in the bio if you want to watch that. And the seconds will be on uh, Patreon.
or you can just purchase it from me. Um, just message me on Instagram or you can text my assistant. Um, but I mean, created the series on how to get your ex back. And I know like usually if your ex wants to move on, you should just move on. But a lot of the times, you know, when somebody leaves you, it kind of tricks the mind into thinking that you want them back, even if you didn't. It's, it's a, such a weird thing. It's the stress and anxiety that comes with it. But I created a, a formula for you guys to guarantee a thousand percent you can get any X back. I promise you. The only the only contingencies that there are with that is how patient you can be. And you don't uh, pay attention to time. And you have faith in the process. More or less, if you just have faith in the process and just listen to the things that I tell you, you'll have success. The only guys that don't see success, and I've been doing this with a few guys, is overload, this is something relatively new in my game. Um, everybody sees success. Only people that don't see success is they stop. They just stop. They're like, oh, it's been five weeks. Where's Dude, relax. There's things that have to happen in time. You have to, you know, get familiar with your mind, with this idea of this person being there, you know. But those people are lazy. And you think that doing mental work is easier and different from doing physical work, but it, it exerts the same amount of energy, the same amount of energy. And it, this is the best experiment, like I always like to mention, is the basketball experiment where they had three control groups, right? And the one group, they shot their basketball shot working on it every day for like two weeks or something like that. The second group didn't shoot at all. The third group only did it mentally. At the end of that experiment, the first group got better by 25%. The second group, obviously, who wasn't practicing at all, didn't get better at all. But the third group that only visualized shooting their shot every day for two weeks got also better by like 22%. And it goes to show you the power of the mind. So use that and think about how you can just about do anything in your life. That's very powerful if you understood that. But anyway, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I think this is podcast number. I'm not going to say it again because I know I said it at the beginning. I don't want to confuse anybody. But anyway, guys, hit the link in the bio. Subscribe to Patreon for more sauce on this. Just so many different life hacks, self-concept hacks, relationship hacks. And uh, yeah, so we're going to wrap this up with uh, I just want to rock. Even like I said, I don't really listen to Lil Uzi, but this song is so hard. Man, we're just going to play it. That's my heart. One, two, three, so go up the side. That's my heart. Damn. One, two, three, so go up the side. MC, take another hit.
This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. Thank <laughs> you.